Hello, ladies and gentlemen, friends and neighbors. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Oddcast, the podcast. Today, I get to sit down with the amazing rock star, Jen Adamson, and we are going to talk about a whole host of really pertinent and important things that are applicable to your life, including manifestation and what it takes to actually achieve your dreams and live a fulfilled life. Before I get into that conversation, and you don't want to miss a single second of it, uh, I have some thank yous that I want to send out. First and foremost, I want to thank the new members of our Patreon community, Chris Harris, Janine McCone, and Bill Cairo. Thank you so much for joining our community. I hope that you really enjoy the content that we're putting out there. I also have a lot of thank yous for the Valentine's-themed silent auction that we just pulled off. Uh, World Empower just had our what, fifth silent auction, and we had donations from some of the most amazing businesses out there. And I really want to encourage everybody to support the people that support us. These businesses go above and beyond and support nonprofits such as World Empowered. And I encourage you to spend your money at places that uh, actually care about philanthropy and, and making a difference in their community. So. Uh, Melting Pot, Rodizio Grill, Union Station, Simmer, Rally 5, Palmer Flowers, Paul Wood Flowers, Rose Florist, Woodhouse Day Spa, Time Emporium, Old Town Putt, The Summit, Denver Dinner Detective, Killwinds, Nuance Chocolate, Supermarket Liquor. Um, these businesses really stepped up and helped us out in a big way and we had the most successful uh, silent auction that we've had to date. So thank you all of you. Go support these businesses. They do, they do good work. So, let's get into our conversation with Jen Adamson. Good afternoon, BC here, coming to you with another episode of Oddcast, the podcast. I have the distinct pleasure of getting to sit with my dear friend, whom I haven't seen in like five or six years, Jen Adamson. Jen is an amazing business owner. She is a manifestation coach who specializes in teaching women how to attract abundance, love, and purpose with ease. She was awarded the 40 Under 40 Rising Star by one of Colorado's top business journals. She is a practicing registered nurse and a certified neuroquantum in certified in neuroquantum wiring, and just a whole host of amazing things. And I'm just so excited to be sitting here and having this conversation with you. And for what we're about to share with our listeners, thank you for taking the time to be here. And it's so good to see you. Oh, Brian! Likewise, it's so good to see you too. I can't believe has it already been like six years. Yeah, at least that. That's wild. I, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, it was probably 2016 maybe 17 but 16 because I took off to travel in 2017 so it was before it, that I think it was actually 2014 because I moved to Denver in 15 to get ready for nursing school and so then I started nursing so we're school in the at beginning like of 16 years. yes eight years way to re- reconnect at the perfect possible time <laughs> I'm so excited to be sitting here with you and and the conversation that we're about to have and to be able to share with our listeners and our audience like all the amazing things that you know and learn about manifestation and how you work with people and just you've been all over the globe you're a world traveler just like I am and this is going to be a really fun and exciting conversation so I am so excited I was looking forward to this for like the last two weeks yeah yes yes thank you of course of course I feel like anytime there are two 
very deeply spiritual, in tune, soulful people in a room, at least two or more, magic always ensues. Right? Yes. What do they call that? Um, synchronicity, like the, the expansive synergy. synergy yes. yes, where the sum of the parts is greater than the sum of the whole, or the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're in the process of co creating right now. Right? Yeah. And then we're going to go directly from this and do a live stream for our audience on Facebook. Woo-hoo. And it's so perfect. It's so perfect. There's how all of this lined up. It's it's beautiful. So let's tell people a little bit of your story. Um, I know that you're originally not from Colorado and you originally weren't a manifestation coach. So why don't you tell people a little bit about where you're from and what you've done and what you've seen and how you ended up where you are? Sure. Oh my gosh. So my story, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called human design. Yes, actually I have. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a full true blue manifesting generator. And if you're not familiar with that, our paths are windy roads. So (laughs) there's lots of ups and downs, lots of changing the stories, lots of pivoting. So, you know, my story, I would really say starts about, well, I guess since we just decided it was eight years ago, it was about 15 years ago Mm. that I was in a really interesting place I was I would call it one of my rock bottoms I was married to the wrong man I was in corporate America climbing the corporate ladder thinking that that was going to be what brought me fulfillment and happiness and I was very attached to this outwardly notion or definition of success and so that was really um, my first Understanding, even though I wasn't aware of it at the time, I was manifesting things. I, I would one at like I remember sometimes I get some of my deepest thoughts in the shower. I remember one time I was washing my hair in the shower, and I was like, I'm gonna be nominated for this really prestigious award. And not just two days later, I got an email from one of my co- my colleagues, actually a mentor of mine, and she said, I'm nominating you. <laughs> what was the award? Tell so us. So that was actually the Rising the- Stars. Yeah. Yeah, the 40, 40 under 40. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But that that really um, that manifested into a lot of other things like promotions and raises and and even just attracting new clients for the organizations that I worked for. And I thought all of that was going to bring me happiness. And it did momentarily, but it wasn't true fulfillment. We'll get into that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I so desperately <laughs> want to jump in and I ask know. you, why didn't... Okay, sure, so let on, me... Yeah, so. so no, I get it. I get it. So what ended up happening is after about, gosh, I would I want to say about four or five years of living at this baseline, this was my baseline of, of going after one achievement after the other after the other, thinking it would make me super happy, but no, not knowing until now it was an addiction. I was addicted to success. I was addicted to productivity. I based all achievement. I based so much of my worth on this. And... I tell my clients now there's nothing wrong with being high achieving. It's about living fulfilled though. That and, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I found myself waking up in the middle of the night, every night at 3 a.m., sheets drenched with sweat, heart racing, thoughts running through my head, and the main thought that always ran through my mind was, What the hell are you doing, Jen? What the hell are you doing? Hmm. You have totally gone off your path. But I would 
just fight through those anxiety attacks, fight through those panic attacks, and then show up the next day at work. The boss, like the boss, babe, to push myself through again. It was four months of insomnia and finally getting to a point where I was feeling suicidal and was starting to have suicidal thoughts, which was something I hadn't had 10 years prior when I was in high school and I got the help and I saw and I sought therapy and you know all the things that you need to do when you're in a state like that and that was the red flag that finally the universe threw at me and said okay Jen slow down let's start reevaluating and that was really scary because I I knew deep down that was my intuition and that was the universe telling me you are not living in alignment right now but it wasn't until I started to feel like I wanted to leave this world that I started to get very serious. And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't need to go that far. You don't have to hit rock bottom. No. But I think this resonates with so many people right now. Yeah. That so many people, either they're striving to try to fulfill other people's dreams or fill the shoes of societal expectations and and what the status quo is for quote-unquote success and achievement in this world and you know it leads to a life unfulfilled and we don't realize just how catastrophic that is on our soul like every single day our soul is draining when we're doing something that leads us to something unfulfilled yeah how did you step out of that? How did you follow your intuition? What sort of things popped up for you? And how did you decide to have the courage to step away from the corporate ladder climbing mm-hmm. model to mm-hmm. follow your own passion and your own destiny? Well, it took a few more months. So nothing, this was, this was about from beginning to end of this kind of pivotal moment, I use air quotations, um, cause I feel like, you know, we, we have moments like this, we pivot all the time, mm-hmm. you know, it's well, it's a matter of, are we willing to pivot to be in alignment? But it took about, I'd say it took about six more months or maybe six to eight more months after that, that when I started to seek therapy, that, um, I decided that I wasn't living in alignment. It was mm-hmm. brought to my attention, but at that time I had the support. So therefore I felt safe to actually start to acknowledge that and own up to that and take accountability for that. And um, through a series of other steps, I bought a one-way ticket to India. I quit my job in PR. I became a nanny for about six months as I prepared for my journey to India. Interestingly enough, I was got, I got very clear again with the universe and co-created and found an amazing, very affluent family who paid me almost just as much as I was getting paid in my corporate really? job. Yeah, yeah. To nanny how many kids? Uh, just two kids, three hours a day. So nice. I would, yeah, <laughs> I know, I Talk know. Talk about manifestation Talk and of, attracting yeah. what you needed to get on your path and to believing, return to your destiny. And believing in limitless possibility. That's one right. of the biggest things. So I would wake up in the morning and arrive to the family's house to get the kids ready right around, I'd say, 7 o'clock. So from 7 to 7.45, the, the parents had gone off to work, and I would take care of the kids, have so much fun. 
uh, you know, getting ready, giving them breakfast, and then seeing them off to school, I'd have the whole day to myself. Of course, you know, I I am of, of service. I'm a person mm-hmm. of service, and I it's important to me to bring value to the table. So, you know, I did the things like cleaned and cooked and ran errands for them, but I had a lot of downtime too, which is what I needed at that moment. And then for about two and a half to three hours, I would hang out with them, help them do homework, play with them, take them to the park after school. Uh, and then their, their parents would arrive and I would do it all over again. It was the best job for me at that time. It was the best job. What do you think that free time, downtime, open space part did for you in this <laughs> in this phase of your journey and manifesting your destiny, you know, stepping back onto your path? What do you feel like that 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 free time that space really provided for you uh i think it gave me an opportunity to get to know myself more and Mm -hmm. to connect with myself and that's something i teach my clients it's actually one of the first steps in one of uh, in my signature system of of manifesting is to to really tap into your intuition and you do that by connecting with yourself Getting quiet. Absolutely. Getting quiet and also having conversations with yourself, journaling, dancing around in your living room if you need to, whatever you need to do to not only keep it high vibration, but also to, to, to allow yourself to feel the flow of your emotions. Because when we, when we go through a tough time, we either avoid, resist, or react. And we just got to learn how to flow more. Yeah. Yeah. That salmon upstream thing mm. that we're programmed with yeah. our whole lives. That the, the only way for success is to work hard and struggle your way upstream. And having the faith, confidence, and courage, really, mm-hmm. to decide to let go of that struggle and just go with the flow, to step into the stream and decide just to allow the universe to float you where you're supposed to go. It takes a lot of courage, though. It does. How did you do that? How did you decide to let, because most people don't. Most people are grasping and they're addicted to their attachments and the struggle and trying to achieve like everybody else. And how did you let go of that? I think at that time, Brian, that's such a good question. I love that question. I I honestly love this question because let me be completely transparent with you. I am human too and I very much still find myself needing to realign course correct and realign some more throughout my life because ultimately I find myself the ego likes to nail things down I actually just saw this meme where it was like the ego likes to nail things down that aren't meant to be nailed down and it was this person trying to nail nails into the sand while the ocean is coming back and forth right washing them away washing them away right that's the ego the ego likes to control and to grasp like you said it's very gripping energy but yes, I have found one of the the art, like the art is to learn to go with the flow and that is very scary. I think back then, those that 15 years ago, I didn't have any other choice but to let go because mm-hmm. my life was kind of falling apart in before my very eyes. And so there is a beauty and there is this level of intimacy uh, when you are in a in a challenging place because you, it gives you this opportunity to take away the layers and to find the tenderness inside of your heart. 
And when you find that tenderness, you have nothing but self-compassion and forgiveness and self-love for yourself. And not only that, but that is the connection to yourself. And what ends up happening is, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, so you can use the word God or universe or inner guidance system or spirit, but I'll use those words interchangeably. But when I am in those places, I feel the most connected, not only to myself, but also to God. And what ends up happening is these really beautiful qualities start to ascend to the top. Hmm. Vulnerability, and there's a lot of power in vulnerability. But the flow now today, um, and you know, I don't need to go to rock bottom to get to my flow now. I just have, I'm very in tune. I feel the physical sensation. So if I'm finding myself coming from that gripping energy, I know that it's time for me to slow down to come back to the present moment and something as simple as just placing my hand on my heart Mm. and taking some deep breaths or maybe if it's nice outside grounding in the grass barefoot just or in water or in water absolutely anything with nature will ground you but just there's so much wisdom in nature and just you know you you hear about people going on retreats and they come back they've been in nature for x amount of time or how many days or even just a few hours and how in tune and tapped in they feel and that that we can live in that state on a very consistent basis so that's one of the ways that i that i flow and um it's it's proven to be nothing but beneficial right my question is see there's something beautiful about the the destruction right that tears us down and gets us to that point where we don't have a choice, where we have to relinquish control, where we have to let go and let God, as they say, where you can only step back and say, okay, you take the wheel, you show me where I I meant to go because life is, I've just obliterated life living on my own. Mm -hmm. There's something beautiful about that destruction. I would love to try to help people receive the value of awareness because it's the paradigm that you've been on both sides that you can step into and realize just by placing your hand on your heart that you're not in flow, that you're not currently in this moment walking your path and living your highest self because you have lived the experience, you have the paradigm, you have the perspective and the, the precedent of being on both sides. How can we help people feel that without them experiencing the destruction part and getting to rock bottom where they feel like harming themselves or doing something awful yeah so uh, i love that question too here's the bottom line it's something that's coming to me right now and this will help and hopefully it'll help kind of add to your previous question about the flow when it comes down to it the very 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 like hands down bottom line we have no control over anything or anyone except for ourselves. We don't have control over it. We didn't have control over the pandemic. We really don't have a lot of control about what's going on right now overseas in Ukraine. Right. And and so we have a choice. And the choice is, is do we choose to continue living from a place of fear or hatred or blame or resentment? And you can do that. Go for it. But tell me how that's taken you. How's like, that going to work out? How's that working out for you right now? Right. Or you could start to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit 
Start to maybe learn how to reframe things, how to speak more kindly to yourself, how to reparent that inner child hmm. that's so wounded. So it, ultimately, when it comes down, we don't even we don't even know. We can't even guarantee tomorrow that we'll be alive. Right. You or know, have electricity or right. any of that fun stuff. Right. The, the the addiction to the illusion of control. Yes. Yes, it's an illusion. I think intrinsically most people understand that yeah. on a subconscious or uh, cerebral level, they understand that, but having the ability to actually step back and relinquish that control, I think is just absolutely terrifying to most people. It is. So part two of the question is, how can we help people have a little bit more confidence, a little bit more faith and if you had more faith and more belief in yourself and belief in the universe and God or whatever you want to label it, then it would be easier to step into that flow and just allow things to go and relinquish the, the addiction to attachment. How do we help people have more belief in that? Mm, I love that because, you, you know, common mainstream manifestation, you know, media would tells you, and it's true, that belief and faith are like priority number one mm -hmm. when you want to manifest something, when you want to manifest your wildest dreams or a very big goal out of your life. And a lot of people, yes, it's like, okay, great. I know it's belief. I was there too. I was there five years ago. I was there, to, you know, I see that with, I see this with my clients. The, I, I would say the number one thing, it's like building a, mus a muscle. It's just like exercising a muscle. You want to get, you know, better arms, you got to start exercising your arms. You got to start doing buys and tries and delts and lats gotta and all of those. and lift some stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So that's the first thing, okay? And just 1%, just 1% every time, consistency. So many people underestimate the power of consistency mm. it's consistency so even if you were to just start by walking yourself to the gym and you don't exercise but you're breaking a habit right now you're rewiring you're reframing you're building a new healthier habit by just getting integrated into okay on these days I'm going to the gym and if you don't work out that first day I tell some of my clients don't work out that first day just get used to that the process get used to being on autopilot in a different way in a right. healthier way in a way that's going to serve rather than destruct so consistency is so important in building your faith muscle another one is and you're not going to see those results right away right so yeah. when we want to build our arms we want to build muscle and our arms are built my six-pack back where is it now i've been working out for a week or even 30 days or even 60 days 90 days right imagine that you still know, no results still no results but you start to see the results. You start to see how better you feel. You feel the Your results. Your energy levels, you feel the results. And that's the momentum. It's like anything in life is gonna be, it's, I, I tell this too, I, share, I like to share this story, is that sometimes it's like pushing a steam engine. It is so challenging to get that thing started. Right. And you have to go and you have to, and not in the struggling way. I'm not saying push, push, push and struggle, 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 hustle and grind. I'm not talking that kind of energy. I'm talking consistency, pushing, you know, to go to the gym, encouraging yourself to go to the gym, 
doing that sort of pushing energy. It's not the it's not the struggle energy. So I just want to disclaim that and make that very clear. But after a while, you can't stop that thing once it's going. You right. can't stop it. You've built the momentum. And then that's why it becomes easier, right? Because it's more ingrained and it's reframed and it's it's part of your everyday life now. And the second thing is building the evidence. Hmm. Building evidence in your life. How often do we walk around going on autopilot, right? Right. Even even today on driving the, from home to work. Driving from home to work, exactly. Just the short walk from my car into here, I was looking and I realized I had this full circle moment that I've been in this area and I was in a much lower place in my life and just celebrating that, being aware that's evidence right there. Evidence that I am on the right path. That I am manifesting the dream, my my wildest dreams. That you can let go of attachment and things you will still work out in their favor. Yes. And those things that we are so easy, our ego wants to trivialize, those are huge things. Those are huge things. Building that evidence. You know, when I got to 500K and my net worth, I used that example of my nanny and experience to tell myself, I am, money does like me. It can come easy. It can come and easily. Abundantly when I let go. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Yes. Yes. You build the evidence. Write it down if you need to and remind yourself of that every single day. But start finding the evidence. Find, our ego likes to disprove all the time. So we need a really good counter lawyer, right? We need someone who's going to counter our ego and put the ego on, on trial. Right and build the evidence to support, and that's how we grow the belief. So what would be some good exercises if we're talking about you know, relinquishing attachment and building our faith muscle, what would be some good exercises that anybody could do in any given moment? Because what's coming to mind for me is like, one of the primary ways that it often shows up for people is like in road rage. We get so frustrated when we're trying to get somewhere and somebody's doing a 30, doing 30 and a 35, right? That's, that's an attachment to outcome. It's feeling out of control. We get upset because somebody's in our way and are, they're impeding our progress of where we think we need to go by a certain time and yes. we're attached to that. So for me, just stepping back and having faith that, okay, it's going to work out. They obviously have a reason and maybe uh, if I were going faster or if they weren't in front of me, then something else would have happened. Obviously, it's meant to be this way. What are some other exercises that can help build that faith muscle to help people relinquish attachment and the expectation outcome? Oh, that's I love this question. Um, and I love your example, too, because that you right on the money with that, like right on the money. You don't know. There is so much that is unseen in this world that we can't see with our human eye but we can feel or we can sense. And I, I could get, this is a whole other topic and maybe mm. we could talk about it a little bit later too, but um, you're absolutely right because A, first of all, that very similar situation happened to me about a year ago and the person who cut me off, I had that, I started to get that, you know, that rage of like, oh my God, how dare him? How I'm dare gonna go he? around you. How dare he? And then I was like, something bigger stopped myself. It was almost like the friendly, like big sister put her hand on, I, call, I was thinking it was my angel, to be honest with you, said, slow down. This isn't for you to deal with. And not 20 minutes later, I passed by him and he was in a car accident. Hmm. So had I engaged in that, who knows? If I could have been, I could have been in that car accident as well. That could or have been me. Or instead of him. You or instead of him. Absolutely. Places, absolutely. Trading places. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, 
that that is so important because okay, I'm tapping in. I feel it. <laughs> we as humans have a tendency to want to know where we're going all the time, where we're going. We need to be here at a certain time. I, you know, this another situation that recently happened was myself is I started to question why am I rushing my daughter out the door right now? Where is this coming from? Where is this need to rush my daughter to get her to preschool? And I realized that I had this story that it would be shameful for us if we were late and had to enter through the back door rather than the front door. Isn't that, it's kind of silly when you think about it. It's kind of silly. Goes back to old programming, probably had a bad experience. Like you showed up late to school when you were a kid and everybody made fun of you or something. Absolutely. It was absolutely something like that. There's got to be some story in there. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing that story inside of myself, knowing that it was coming from this place of shame, like, oh my gosh, how dare people are going to think that I'm a terrible mom if I walk through the back door and I take my daughter to preschool five minutes late. Look at her. She's bringing her daughter 15 minutes yes. late to school. She doesn't even care. Yes, yes. I mean, and you know, and here's the thing, going back to building the evidence, the evidence is that I consistently and routinely take my daughter to preschool and most of the time we are on time. <laughs> so, you know, it's amazing the stories that we can start to tell ourselves to produce shame or guilt or fear or whatever negative emotion that it evokes. And so being aware of that, just being aware of that, kind of kind of just pausing even for a moment, it doesn't need to take a lot of time. That was something that I, that I struggled with for many years, but I think is a misconception is you don't need to spend hours on a hilltop like a Zen, you know, Buddhist monk. You can just question, get curious, come from a place of curiosity of, huh, I wonder where this is coming from right now. I wonder why I feel the need to control this situation right now. And trust that if you don't have the answer right away, the answer will come. It will reveal itself to you. That's the trust factor. That's the thing that's hard for people to, that's the thing that's hard for people to really grasp. And and we talk about faith, but very few of us actually have it, especially when things are feeling like they're haywire. Have you ever done or heard of Qigong? I have heard of Qigong, and I actually think we did a class together. Okay. Yeah, but that was the last time. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been a studying practitioner and a teacher for several years now, and one of the values that I always espouse to Qigong that's been so helpful for me is the ability to get rid of energies that aren't mine. Mm. The best value that that offers me is being able to know what is mine. Being able to tap into and feel the sensation and to know what is my intuition, what is projection, what is other attachments, what are other energies that have sloughed onto me or or clung onto me over over the time. Like every time we have an interaction with somebody, we're picking up a bit of their energetic remnant. You know, they, they've actually been able to videotape the electromagnetic field that emanates from our heart. And every interaction that we have, we pick up a little bit of that. And being able to get rid of any energy that's not ours really helps us to be able to tap into and know what is ours. 
And it's been so beneficial to me to really understand, you know, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Am I picking up something because I had I gave somebody a hug three days ago and they were breaking down? Am, am I really this frustrated or really this sad? Or what is my intuition? Where is this actually coming from? Because when we have so many conflicting ideas and so many conflicting energies and all this, other, it's like a hodgepodge, like this weird stew. If we have all that stuff going on, it's really hard to know what is ours and to where is my intuition coming from? Is this fear? Is this ego? Is this cerebral? Is this God's divine inspiration? Like, what is this? And without being able to meditate, without being able to get still, without being able to do Qigong or yoga or something like this to get rid of the energies that aren't ours, it's really hard to know what is. Oh, that's a good point. Oh my gosh, it's multi-pronged right there, multifaceted. Um, yeah, uh, I think as empaths, I would probably safe to say you're an empath just like I am. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of empaths listening to this right now. And that's huge uh, because that's something just in the last year that I have been. So I have, I'm really a uh, strong advocate for setting energetic boundaries. And I do, uh, you know, let, let me go back a little bit. Okay. The power of intention. Hmm. Let me just share that real quick. Yeah. We the power of intention is so incredibly impactful. So even if you can take just a minute going, you know, even going back further about it, you don't need to spend hours on a hilltop meditating to get connected with yourself and to get connected to source and to start to manifest and attract things and go with the flow. It can happen in a matter of just a few moments. And one of those ways of doing that is by setting intentions. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I have learned in the last year is how incredibly impactful and powerful that is to protect my own energy. Because as empaths, we are healers. That is a gift of ours. It is not a curse. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful blessing to be an empath. And it's also really important to protect our energy because our energy is our most valuable resource. It is our most valuable resource. And so just a picture of a of golden light encircling me and protecting me before any sort of interaction. And you know, I'm a nurse. I'm a practicing nurse. I live in a very highly stressful, demanding, high pressured, go, 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 fast paced job. And I'm also a charge nurse. Hmm. So not only am I on the front lines and have I not only been on the front lines with pan- with the pandemic and COVID, thankfully it seems to, fingers crossed here, I'm not going right. to jinx anything, knock on, knock on wood. wood. But, uh, you know, and as also as a charge nurse, as someone that people look up to, to lead them and to lead them with strength and, and a sense of calm in the storm. And that energy work that I set myself up for prior to every shift in absolutely 100% works. Setting the intention. So going back to the exercises that we were talking about earlier, like it could be as simple as setting the intention when you get into your car that you're not going to freak out that day. Or in this trip to the grocery store, I am not going to allow my anxiety to affect my mood. Or I'm not going to allow other people's behavior on the road to affect who I am or how I show up. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like to, so as a manifesting coach too, I love what you said. I like to turn it around to turn it into something almost positive. This isn't toxic positivity. This isn't spiritual bypassing. But this is focusing on an end result that 
is in alignment and serves you and feels really damn good. Okay. So I love what you said and I encourage you to take it just a step further and say, so maybe instead of not allowing other people's energy, but knowing that I am fully supported, that I will be at peace and I will be grounded throughout the entire day today. And I will be, will be prepared and ready for whatever comes my way. Yeah, or I will be the happy learner or something along the lines. How does that feel? feels different. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's rather than maintaining status quo and just kind of treading water with your nose just Good above point. so you're not dr drowning, it's empowering and uplifting that I am going to be in a better place when I arrive at the end of the day or Great at the point. end of my journey or at the end of the trip to the grocery store. It's Great like, point. Okay, I'm just going to float. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. It's so important too. So setting the intention and also carrying and holding that vision, that end result of what it is that you want to feel and how you envision that to, to kind of, you know, to you can envision, but ultimately it's very important to ask yourself how you want to feel and right. holding that end result. And then that also, you just, you nailed it on the head. That is what raises your vibration. So you can come after a, a crappy day. Believe me, I've had many of those on shifts sure. at the hospital. And I feel freaking amazing. I'm walking out feeling like I'm on cloud nine. D am I saying that? And everybody's that like, what are you taking? Yeah, no. How is this I possible? <laughs> you, know, you just had a 12-hour shift and you saw all this horrific trauma and you're in such a great mood. What's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. I'm like, come taste the water then. I know, Drink right? my water. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, drink the Kool-Aid. No, but ultimately, and it's not to say that it's been a good day. It's been a rough day. But it's because I set the intention because I literally, I am, I am, I, that's like a no non-negotiable for me in my shifts before starting a shift now these days. Before when I was a first time nurse, like I wasn't under, fully understood this and I was learning and I was that very beginner mindset, which isn't a bad thing. It's actually very, proves to be very beneficial for us when we are pursuing really big goals in our in our lives but yeah I the, there will be emergencies and life-threatening situations and I will walk out I would say I, I would say about 95% of the time I walk out feeling really damn good because you know what I did a great job and I and I and I stayed true like I was true to that intention if that makes sense and it didn't require me to do much hard work just to be aware and to be vigilant of the script I was telling myself throughout the day and, and to catch it if it starts to slip absolutely absolutely so could you come up with a simple kind of overarching intention that pretty much anybody could use on any day in any situation like our listeners are probably begging for like okay yeah. I would love to walk out of my 12-hour job that I freaking hate and be happy about it yeah. so what is there any like simple intention that you could offer anybody on any circumstance that would be beneficial to them in this moment yes okay so I have the answer I'm going to give you a little context first okay. okay because I am a manifesting coach and one of the things that I help my clients do is to manifest abundance one of the number one ways to manifest abundance is to be of service to others so knowing that you have innate gifts with the world to share. And that does not mean that you need to be on a stage somewhere speaking to thousands of people in a room. If that's your dream, go for it. That's one of my dreams. That's what I'm working Mind towards. You. Absolutely. But right now, 
in our every day to day. We can be a gift. We can be of service. We can be of high value and in alignment to our highest selves. And how does that, that when we can truly give our beautiful energy without any attachment, without, you know, any expectation of it being reciprocated and seeing, just feeling, you know, when you have that interaction with people and you are present with them and it's just, you, and they're feeling it and they're, you guys are vibing. It's such an awesome feeling, right? And it can be something as simple as a colleague and working on a project together. And instead of bitching and complaining about the project, and it might be boring, yes, but trying to like, have a little fun with it. And if that fun just means like like looking at them in the eyes and interacting with them and being genuine about it, you know, and just being genuine about, okay, yeah, this, this project is pretty lame right now, but let's get it done and, you know, and let's make the best How out of it. How do we spruce it up? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm always telling people, like, it can be as simple as the interaction you have with a checker yes. at the grocery store. Yes. Like making, changing the world. Everybody looks like, I don't have the time to start a nonprofit. I don't have the money to betroth upon all these people. I don't know how to make a difference. I'm like, oh, make a difference where you are. 100%. That's, that's what Gandhi was talking about. Be the difference. It happens every single day in every interaction that we have with the checker, with the lady who showed us where room D was. Like, it could be in the dude that's freaking out in their car having road rage and they knock their rear view mirror off and they're pounding and you can look over and wave and just say, smile. And you can change somebody's day. Then they go home and they're happier with their spouse. They're happier with their kids. They're happier with their coworkers or their employees. And then they change everybody's day. And the butterfly effect of changing the world happens in every single instant. Yes, it Every does. single interaction that we have. And it's fun. Right? It's fun when you can start to do that and start to really, and I'll tell you what, okay? When you can show up fully present and, and, and eager to connect with someone. And it doesn't have to be like an hour long conversation. Like you said, it could be someone just passing by and making eye contact and genuinely acknowledging them and just saying hello. And that can not only move mountains, but that will also, if you are struggling to find your purpose, if you are struggling to find your path, that is the, that is the exercise to do to find your path. That is the number one way to find your purpose is to find the purpose and find the fulfillment in this present moment right now and how you can be of service to someone and no one that is listening can can deny that they can't that they are not in service tell I, I, if we if we anyone if they want to comment and they are struggling i would be happy to help you to find how you can be of service everyone here can be of service at some capacity. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think a lot of the frustration that we feel in community and society, especially in our country, is based off of a sense that there's nothing that they, that we can do about it. This disempowerment, helpless victim mentality that things are the way that they are and there's nothing I can do about it. Where if we believed that we could be of, an, of service in every interaction and in every opportunity, then we would be empowered and we would feel like there was something that we could do about it. And then we wouldn't be as grumpy and angry and frustrated with life. And then the whole thing spirals upward. Absolutely. It goes back to uh, what we had originally talked about, about uh, not only intention, but just, you know, keeping it on a higher vibration. and, And really just when you do that, 
not only are you lifting your own energy and your own spirit, but the butterfly effect. I had, uh, can I share a story that I had in India? Yeah. Okay. So I was hoping you would. <laughs> so we hadn't even gotten that. We segue. got so excited about your background <laughs> and we just jumped into conversation. We did. We <laughs> like, did. I love it. We did. So one of the, one of the most impactful things that happened to me in India was I was living in an ashram for 30 days and I was studying to be a yoga teacher and I, I had no intention to be a yoga teacher. I just wanted to deepen my own yoga practice. And for those who don't know what an ashram is, um, it's a, it's kind of like a commune where you all uh, sit together, you meditate together, you eat together, sometimes in silence. This was not a silent one. Uh, you do chores together. You're just together. And you're together all day long from, ours was from about 4.30 in the morning to about 9 p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. And it was a very rigorous, very structured day. And I remember one day, about two weeks into this um, this journey, this expedition, I was very uncomfortable. It was totally out of my element. I didn't have any coffee. I was kind of raging about that. I was complaining. Uh, and I woke up and I decided, okay, rather than talk about reframing, I, uh, I was like, okay, rather than being in this frame of mind where, where does that get me? Being, again, disempowered, where does that get you? Uh, I decided I was going to be the master of my own of my own emotions and I said just if for five minutes just do something called pranayama which is a form of breath work where in alternating nostrils and the belief is behind this is that it opens up your chakras aligns all of your chakras which if anyone is not aware of what the chakra system is it's we have seven main chakras we have many different chakras and meridians throughout our body but they're energy systems they're places of energy or concentrated energy and the belief was that uh, as you do pranayama you open and align your chakras to allow something called shakti energy come in which is like so let's just put it in easy in easy terms source energy and um, while I was doing this in a matter of just a minute, I felt this sensation of lightning, of a, le- of a bolt of lightning coming from the top of my head where the crown chakra would be going all the way down my spine. Hmm. And it wasn't painful at all. But then also while that was happening, I had this flash of light in front of me. And this was all in a matter of just a millisecond of time, although it felt like it was an hour of time. Okay. And I saw this vision and it was everything in the world absolutely everything humans plants animals the ocean the rocks the boulders the mountains the planets the stars the entire universe was connected by a golden cord each of us had a golden cord and together it created this beautiful golden web Hmm. and if i were to just nudge on my cord it would send reverberations across the entire web that's the butterfly effect right and that's manifesting what we put out there essentially down to its basic essence is what we put out there comes back to us. So it really is our responsibility about what we decide to put out there. But throughout all of this too, so we were all connected. We are all connected. What it illustrated to me, well, let me go, let me, before I get there, there was also this primary cord in the middle of this golden web. It was Hmm. much larger and it just shot directly up. And the only thing I can like describe or attribute it to is it went to source energy, it went to God. And that was, so we all have power. We all have more power than I think we understand with this web, with this vision or this illustration of the web. 
because I could nudge, I could pull on my or tug on my web and it's going to send waves across the web. And then also this primary cord was the ultimate, like the ultimate power, like the source, but it wasn't controlling. It was a very loving, present, compassionate, forgiving energy. And, and what it showed me is, first of all, is the butterfly effect and also this power of this law of oneness that we are all one. You and I are brothers and sisters. We are one with everything and everyone. And we're also one with God. Right. So if you can think about that, how much power that puts into our hands, how much that empowers us as humans, that we can co-create anything essentially out of nothing. We can create anything out of nothing. We have that power. It's a beautiful image. I hope that everybody out there listening is kind of just closing their eyes as I am now and visualizing this and realizing our interconnectivity to all that is. I think another one of the great frustrations or causes of sorrow is the illusion of disconnect, the belief that we're separate from or not a part of and to realize how we all are intertwined and how we all are connected. Um, psychedelics are great for this, but I'm not recommending that because it's, yeah. Um, is there a exercise beyond meditation or traveling to an ashram in India mm -hmm. that you can help the average person to kind of get a sense of their interconnectivity and feel how, feel the oneness with all that is. You know, sans yeah. psychedelic, sans taking a 4,000 mile trip to an ashram in India and spending 20 or 30 or whatever days meditating. Like, is there an, do you have any idea of how we can help the average person to really get a sense of their interconnectivity? Yeah, um, I always am, I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. And so, uh, you know, going back to the India, I realized when I came back, I wanted, I was in full integration mode and I, I, I was here to share with people how, like, how you can live a life like that and you don't need to go to India. You don't need to take an epic journey. If you want to, by all means, go for it and I'm, I'm full support. But I'm a, f I'm a huge fan of keeping things simple. And my, I would say my advice to that is to follow your joy, to follow what makes you happy, to go, go back to what you liked when you were a kid from the age of, of, you know, even seven to 14. What did you like to do? What did you like to play? Did you like to read books? If you did, read a book. And it doesn't need to be something that you learn, unless you like to do that too. But just to do something purely out of enjoyment. No point, no purpose, except to just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy it. And then watch how that magic unfolds. Just watch. Making your joy a priority. It can be a really simple as dancing around in your living room or going for a walk or picking up the phone and calling a friend. Yeah, I, I would recommend having that childlike experience, not childish, not telling you to go aid your neighbors, but having that childlike experience, whether it be dancing or art or music or, or whatever, um, 
drawing, reading, playing, climbing a tree, have that childlike experience and then call a friend. Call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time or somebody that you, the last time you had a conversation with them, it maybe didn't go so well. Uh, and somebody that you're currently in a disagreement with, have that conversation, uh, have that experience, that childlike experience, and then tap into that interconnectivity to be able to see, uh, okay, I'm more fully authentic. I am more fully aligned with my highest self right now. Let's tap back, back in right now in this state, in this moment, the way that I am and see if I really am disconnected from others. See if I really am separate from society or that angry neighbor or the person that we just had a, a meltdown with. Try that. What is, would be, as we're wrapping up this in the, in the next seven minutes or so, Jen, what would be your ultimate gift? If you can inoculate everybody that listens to this with one piece of wisdom, inspiration, or, or gen, genism, what would be that one gift mm. that you would like to betroth upon people? I think it would be, well, the first, I might have two. But Perfect. We'll see. So the we first, <laughs> so the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, we had talked about at the beginning of the conversation about achievement and productivity, and and it can be, and it is very much so in Western society, um, we're indoctrinated to believe that our our worth and our value comes from how much we produce and what we produce, and so I would say, you know, don't ever stop dreaming, don't ever stop going after what it is that you want, but get a little bit more curious because sometimes, just sometimes, like the salmon swimming up upstream, sometimes that might not actually be what you want. You might just, you know, it might need to pivot a little bit or align. And that what I, what I teach my clients and people that I work with is get curious about what are the feelings that you want, that you think that achievement is going to give you, okay? And here's a little manifesting secret, all right? So, all right. yes. So then how can you cultivate those feelings right now? So if abundance, <laughs> someone's at the door. <laughs> Destiny's calling. <laughs> so if abundance is what you want, then, you know, you, you, I want to make, you know, this amount of money or I want to earn this raise. And okay. First of all, are you, are you seeking that because you want value and worth or you want to prove to your family that you can do it or you want to show other people that you have the fanciest house or the fanciest car because I'll tell you right now that's grasping energy that's desperate energy that's needy it's very needy energy so what's going to happen is you're going to go into this continuous cycle of being your vibrational so if you are coming from that needy needy desperate controlling energy you are a vibrational match for more of the same Okay, so this goes back to the following of your joy. If having that house or having that car or having that raise or going on on that adventure is bring is is because it's going to bring you joy. Yes, then go for it. That's juicy. And it's already on its way. And it's already on its way. It's already in the vortex, as Abraham Hicks would share. Yes. And what can you do now to start cultivating that feeling? So start building that evidence. Start building that muscle of evidence and of faith. And Just sit there and meditate. Close your eyes and visualize how it would feel to have that now. Yes. Or, you know, something else too. I love the meditation. Also just driving. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes for me, I drive a lot. It's just somehow I just drive a lot. I don't know why, but I don't mind it because it puts me in kind of this state where I just am one. I just feel one. So, you know, there could be another thing too for people. So just trust that if that's what reson- whatever resonates with you. But yes, Brian, absolutely. To start tapping into that feeling, to start tapping into that feeling, absolutely. And tap more and more and more into that feeling. I love that you're really pushing this joy aspect of it because if that's not the vibration that we're coming from, if that's not our motivation and the energy that we're aligned with, when, when if we do happen just by sheer will and determination and force, if by some unforeseen circumstance we do manifest that thing that we think that we want, we'll either get rid of it or we'll be unhappy with it. It will never be enough. But if we're in that joy state and that's the reason why we're trying to get what we want, if that's the reason that that's motivating us towards our our dreams, our destiny, our desires, um, first of all, we can have that and we can imagine that sense and that feeling now. And when it does show up, you'll be a lot greater manifester and attractor. Um, When it does show up, you'll have a lot more appreciation for it. It it will be enough. It'll feel like, wow, this freaking amazing yes versus oh yes now what yes i achieved that thing that i was going for on to the next con so yes yes so achievements in the past old gen i would hit the achievement and then i'd hit rock bottom i'd hit Mm. the achievement then i'd crash down now achievements in jen's life i hit the achievement and i'm elevated and i stay in that place in an elevated place and then I hit the next achievement and it elevates me more. It's not this, it is, it's like this incremental elevation rather than in the past, it was a crashing down, a crashing yeah. down, a crashing down. Does that make sense? Yeah, rather yeah. than the bungee experience yes. of you know, climbing up and then dropping down, you're actually walk, working your way up the ladder. Yes. Like, oh, life is great. This is yes. amazing. What's next? And you're moving yourself up the ladder. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love it. You just helped me to unlearn a term that I used to consider the corporate ladder pretty negative mm. and you just reframed it for me. So the life thank ladder. you. Yeah. The life ladder. I dig it. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing conversation. Yeah. I love this so much and that we took the time. We could have at least three or four more just like this. I feel like we're kind of cutting it short, which is great because it gives us the opportunity to have another one. We're also about ready to jump into a live stream. So we're going to do a Facebook Live, offer some uh, connection for our audience and and share a little bit more insight on there. And hopefully everybody will tune in. They'll listen to this podcast, share. Um, Will you please tell our listeners how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can get in touch with you if they're looking for a little gen insight and and to take advantage of your amazing coaching services. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Jen Adamson and that's J-E-N-N-A-D-A-M-S-O-N. So I have, if you go and you hop on, send me a DM and say hi and tell me where you, how you heard from me or, or how you heard about me. I love to know. I love to talk to my listeners and my followers and viewers. And um, if you click on the link in my bio, you can subscribe to, uh, I'm launching a free ebook here soon. It's the five manifesting secrets and I, or the five, yeah, the five secrets to manifesting anything you want with ease. And I'm super nice. excited. It's my signature system. Thank Yay. you. Yay. 
Um, you can also sign up to receive a free abundance meditation. And then for the ladies out there, if there's anyone that has been vibing, you can reach out to me and through DM. I have a really beautiful container. It's a very sacred space of sisterhood where these women are manifesting things left and right. Oh my gosh, they are a powerhouse. It is a group coaching uh, container. So if that is sounds interesting, it's called the Wild Soul Sisterhood. Uh, yeah, send me a DM at I am Jen Adamson on Instagram. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Brian. This was so I fun. I can't wait to have the next conversation, how to climb the life ladder and where the, where we're going to take this from here. I am so excited. Ah! <laughs> nice to see everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh my God, wasn't that an amazing conversation? I told you. I told you you wouldn't want to miss a single second of that. There is so much content in there and so much good stuff. I hope that you'll go back and listen at least a couple times. And I look forward to having Jen back on to have more conversations and expand on some of these ideas. I'd encourage you to go watch the live stream video series that we did on Dream Achieving on Facebook. Join our Facebook community. Look Jen up on I am Jen Adamson on her Instagram. And again, I wanted to thank the businesses that went above and beyond to support our silent auction. The Melting Pot, Rodizio Grill, Union Station, Simmer, Rally 5, Palmer Flowers, Paulwood Flowers, Rose Florist, Woodhouse Day Spa, Time Emporium, Old Town Putt, The Summit, Denver Dinner Detective, Kilwins Chocolates, Nuance Chocolates, and Supermarket Liquor in Fort Collins. Guys, go out there and support these businesses. These businesses give back to their community. They support nonprofits such as A World Empowered, and they deserve our patronage. They deserve our support. So thank you all for listening and tuning in. I look forward to our next guest and sharing a whole bunch of new content and valuable information that could help change the direction of your life. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.